What's good, fam? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. It has creation tools to help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or from your computer. Anchor will even help distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast, it's all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey yo, you sickness and health, riches and broke. Yeah, yeah, healthy marriages, though. Let's work in our dreams, let's heal through our growth. Yeah, yeah, healthy marriages, though. Yeah, all that I learned, all that I know, to the houses, the homes, healthy marriages, though. Welcome to the Healthy Marriages Dope Podcast, episode number 17. I am one of your hosts, Derek Johns. And I am your other host, Lakeisha Johns. I said Lakeisha. Never have I ever. You did say Lakeisha. <laughs> this My is government. A, yeah. This is a podcast about all things dealing with marriage, specifically ours, right? We talk about our family. We talk about the ups and downs. We talked about the triumphs and the trials and hopes that us sharing that in us sharing the story with you. It'll help you avoid some things and maybe help generate some conversations in your relationship, right? You don't have to be married, but our perspective is married because that's what we are. We normally start the podcast with a little bit of chit chat, catching up over the week. This was recording right after the Thanksgiving holiday, 2021, whenever you're listening to this. And we had a really, really quiet holiday. Very quiet. Very quiet. The food was good. What did you think about the dinner this time? No, the food was good. It was like it wasn't, nothing was rushed. It wasn't, yeah, we took it was our just time. kind of the right pace. No attitudes, no none of that. Food was good. And nobody really got through their first plate. No. And my tablescape was immaculate. Beautifully done, as I say so myself. Yeah, you did get busy on the table. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, what do you prefer? Do you... I felt like you were feeling some kind of way early in the day of Thanksgiving, like you were missing family or something. Maybe I was just um, just reading the room. Honestly, not only was it that I was missing family, but I have been in a definite funk, I guess. Like I've been like waking up every day sad and I don't know why I'm sad. I don't know if it's like a seasonal winter kind of thing. Like people get sad during mm-hmm. those types or I don't know. It's just been the vibe has been pretty heavy on me lately. And I don't know what energy that is or where that's coming from. So that's what you were feeling. Okay. Well, that, that makes sense. And that kind of really aligns with the topic for the night, mm-hmm. for, the, for the podcast. We're recording at night. So I, at topic, per usual. Yeah, really aligns with the topic. One thing that um, that has changed, I believe, since the last recording is now we have a driver in the house. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about it. You keep asking me. Yeah. Waiting for an answer. You definitely feel some kind of way. I feel heightened anxiety. I'm already, I'm already an anxious mom. And having the heightened awareness that my child is driving around a weapon... <laughs> Has been putting me through the paces, and I don't know what to do with all of that either. Yeah, I'm just shambles. It's shambles over here. So we had a um, our daughter. It's our oldest child, our daughter Honor. Mm-hmm. She's 18, and she's just starting to drive now. So right. it's not like she had years of experience in high school. Mm-hmm. The whole last year was kind of you know COVID, COVID but <laughs> she has. I have seen some maturity in her figuring out what she needs to do, get her license. She's making the appointments. Mm-hmm. You know, she was she was taking the classes, figuring out what certificates she had to use. Yeah. But part of my challenge is. I know the 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 switch can flip because it flipped for me when mm-hmm. I started driving. I was like, oh, freedom. Oh, let me do right in school. Let me do all the other things that I need to do. Let me be responsible because the keys were attached to me being right. responsible. And I see that, but it's hard because. Like we could, I won't say curfew is a challenge. It is. No, say more. Because <laughs> I think she's like, she'll do the, well, dad didn't give me a time to get back home. And it's like, hey, sis, 
but I did. <laughs> so yeah, well, she's not coming in at three, four in the morning. It's not like that, but it's the lack of that experience. Mm-hmm. Like over, the, if 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 she started driving at sixteen, you know, right. she would have She'd two years under her belt, and then driving, driving at night. I guess is driving at night, but after a certain hour, I need her home. It it kind of increases the angst, as you were saying, and I yes. get I get it now that I'm a parent. That um, like it's hard to not, it's hard to let go. It is, and it's hard to rest, sleep when all your babies ain't home, like. I guess it would be different at her age. I was leaving for the military. So I don't know how mom felt about like me being states away and not knowing what I was doing, but me being physically in her vicinity, it just makes me like, ugh, it makes yeah. me so anxious. So you didn't have a lot. Cause you started driving when you were 18 too. Yeah. Right. So you didn't have a, a long Mm-mm. time a of few months. being out by yourself. And, and then you went into the military right after that. That's, mm-hmm. that's wild. It's a whole lot of, um, <laughs> definition of faith mm-hmm. testing uh going on not even testing but just demonstrating and, and living in it knowing that god got him covered listen she took the siblings out today and she took the what the siblings out she took her siblings oh. out today and um i was like y'all gonna check in where y'all at did you make it like i know they feel like i am the worrying mom but i'm going to be nobody else is going do like mommy and daddy's gonna do so. Yeah, and I'm trying to be the balance because every time she comes and says she's going somewhere, I'm like, mm-hmm. I just take a breath. <laughs> you need to because it's because I say no. <laughs> and, and I was the one promoting like she needs being to grow responsible, up, getting mm-hmm. your license and all of that because it. I mean, it can take a burden off, right? Mm-hmm. She was working when she didn't have her license, and even though it was just down the street, it's you know those are part of that's part of being that's part of maturing and being responsible for me. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to be the 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 all time chaperone, twenty four seven chaperone, just for her to go hang out with her friends or go to work or do anything like that. So, how do you feel about how I handled her first couple of days driving? Well, Keisha followed her. I did, and she knew, so it was coordinated. But it was good because she wasn't again. She wasn't comfortable. She doesn't have her reps. She was going to school it was at night. Day, I thought the first time was daytime. No, oh, six thirty class was her first class. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we back to regular time. So it's, it's, it's getting dark early. Mm-hmm. But I remember the first time I drove, I was 16, the day I got my license, and I went to pick somebody up. And my dad was like, all right. Really? Because, he, yeah, I've been driving a lot with him, and he he trusted me with, I mean, how with how responsible I would be in the car, worrying about other people, mm-hmm. like driving defensively and all of that. And then it hit me like, do I actually know where I'm going? Like, you don't know where you go. <laughs> you've been in the car so long, you think you know the area even. Like, even if the area is seemingly familiar to you, once you jump in the car by yourself, it's mm-hmm. kind of a, it's kind of a weird feeling. That's what she said. She was like driving with someone in the car with her. She was fine, but after she dropped her friend off and had to come back home, she was like, "I was so nervous, like yeah. being alone." So, yeah. listen, I'm gonna do whatever I need to do. And she's been doing well. I mean, she um. There are a lot of things I got to teach in terms of just being aware yeah. about the vehicle. So like the day she had a flat tire and didn't know it. Uh-huh. So I, you know, I went in, put air in it before they went out. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's, I can see their relationship changing now too, because yeah. Honor has wheels and they want to go places. And they she, she, I mean, right. they love each other. Yeah. And she hasn't taken the babies out, right? No. Okay. Yeah. I may need to send her to go pick them up from school one day. We'll see. Like a mile yeah. up the road, that'll be a good test. You yeah. just going up the street. It'll be it'll be helpful overall, but that's what's going on in our mm-hmm. in our house, mm-hmm. our home. It really like I try not to. The more we talk about it, the more I'm just like, see, uh, see. Uh. But it's fine. And it's, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out like, am I the only one feeling anything right now, or is it just? No, nah, I mean we both can't. We got to be some balance. So. um It'll be fine. We'll provide you guys some updates. But yeah, anybody that the first time you have a a teenager, whether they're 16, 18, or 19, still teenagers, how was it the first time that you let them go and seek their independence behind the wheel? Comment down below. And also, what kind of parents are you? I'm not a toss your baby in the water and hope they swim kind of parent. I'm right. a I'm a help you out until I know you got you got it. Right. Kind of mom. 
So if you listen on the audio platform, uh, you can leave us a voice note by clicking the link in whatever platform you're listening on. Um, you can rate us, but that's not really a dynamic to have a conversation. We do want you to rate us, especially on Apple. Only five. But give us your feedback. We want to. We want to know. We want to help. Um, we want you guys to help guide the topics in the conversation. Of course, if you're on YouTube or if you're seeing this on a clip on a social media platform, you can get busy in the comments and subscribe on YouTube if you haven't. Follow on your audio platform if you haven't done that. Now. All of that's out the way. Mm-hmm. Actually, one more thing I want to say. Said it on my other podcast, but I have a goal for you sharing your goals. Twenty twenty two. Yeah. Oh. No. You too, can. Too soon? No. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I just be moving quietly. Yeah. I just like I really believe in the podcast, and I'm supposed to, right? Yes. Um, but it it has a different meaning and purpose. Both of them do, and I think both of them, as I said before, are mirrors to to our relationship, to our community, our peers, even those younger and older, there's something to gain from it. And it causes you to look at yourself. And I get it that it's not easy to do it. It's not the cool thing to do. So sometimes these conversations grow slower. But I really believe that both of the podcasts that we have collectively can be in the top 100 in the parenting category by the end of 2022. It is a feat. It needs your help. We need community. So all the likes and all of that helps, especially on the audio platform. This is was really important that you rate us, give us those five stars, give us some comments, because we need to have more of that than other podcasts in the same space do. That's kind of how you edge out when you have that community, have that activity. Of course, when you have the, the listens and the download. So, yeah, I'm going to say it frequently because I want to keep believing it and I want to keep me accountable for pushing us to that, to that end, to that end, to that goal. To goal, that not end. Okay. Not losing. <laughs> One of us is going to struggle with words at some yes. point. That's just how it works out. But tonight's topic, what are we talking about? So as I was looking over the list, this topic was very, it jumped out to me. It was very interesting. And it said... Your happiness is not my responsibility. Hmm. I read it with that attitude too when I read it on paper. With I didn't the, write it with that attitude. With the necro, I read it in my mind. Yeah. I read it with the I'm sure. necro. I'm sure. <laughs> I, did, I didn't write it with that, but it, it came from something else, another conversation or something that I was watching. And I thought it fit because we keep having these conversations about what we're doing me being proud of you, you being proud of me. But are we really digging into the ownership of these projects that we have, the fulfillment, you know, like what what we want to get out of it personally? And that equates happiness. Does it? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's like all of that, I think all of that feeds into whether you're happy or not. Your happiness is not another person's responsibility. I think that's fair. Or do you not agree? Um, one uh, person's happiness. Right. Is one not person's happiness is one person's happiness. Yeah. Also, happiness is fleeting, changing, and fickle. So you cannot rely on what you feel mm-hmm. about happiness. I'm more concerned with joy mm-hmm. because joy comes from deep within. Like, no, you know, joy is where it's at. And I think that a problem arises when people use or when someone's joy becomes collateral damage for somebody else's happiness, like their pursuit of happiness. That becomes an issue. Like, I, don't let I my, think I understand you, but... Don't let my joy be more. collateral damage for you trying to figure out what's making you happy in the moment. You know what I mean? In, in what sense? In the sense of seeing you win... And me feeling some kind of way, and I'm just using us. Well, it's, it's, it's gonna be us. us but, <laughs> but in terms of like jealousy, in or... terms of all things, like don't let. Let's say, I mean, okay, so let's define it. I guess like yeah. happiness is about what happens to make you feel a kind of way, right? Happiness, what happens to you, the circumstances. Gotcha. So, if you create an environment or a circumstance where 
you're getting everything that you need at the detriment of someone else. That's what I mean by don't let my joy, like gotcha. stealing the essence of who I am in order to make whatever it is that you need. But is it when you say at the detriment, is that just the result or are you talking about intentionally? Either way, like some hmm. people do it not knowing that they're doing it. However, you're still stealing a little piece of me to make yourself happy. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? It does. And I'm trying to think of. um. So I guess let's do a scenario. To pick something that that you're doing now and how it could impact me, that collateral negative impact. Like me stealing like. your joy. Um, like me being hypercritical of something that you're doing to maybe make, you know, whatever better, but that's stealing some of what is essential for you. Gotcha. I was looking at it the other way. I thought you were talking about the person that is, is pursuing and finding the joy, having a negative impact on the other person. Also that. Okay. Also that. You think that's a that you think that's a a struggle for us? Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I think that we have competing, like we're in competing spaces right now, both trying to get to where we're going at the same time. So it's like you're hyper focused on the podcast, whereas right. I might be hyper focused on something else. So it's finding the time, like bringing bridging the gap, figuring out how our joy can be met. Okay. So when you said competing, I, I immediately had a negative connotation, but comp- uh, there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with competition. No. Like competition in our, in that sense, I don't think our competition is driving anything negative. It's, it's about, and again, it's about, like you said, what happens and how we react to it. Yes. So we can have the same scenario where you find joy in it. And mm-hmm. for me, it's not, it doesn't trigger joy. Right. I might be neutral on it. Right. I don't have to necessarily. But just as long as you're whatever, if it doesn't trigger joy in you and you don't sabotage it, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Sabotage my joy because it's not triggering joy for you. So do you think you're finding, like, is that your goal right now? Finding joy? Or are you just in the process and kind of seeing what happens, happens? Um, I am in the process of finding joy. I find joy in a lot. I feel like I am a very joyful person. You know what I mean? Like just at the essence, like there was a time where I could walk into a room and be a light in Mm -hmm. the center of the room. So I'm trying to find that again at some point that dimmed. What? So you're trying to find that through what though? Like Uh, like intentional things or you trying things and if exploring myself. Oh, okay. Yeah exploring all the things that are in me to see okay this is what it was it probably is never going to be what it was again so who in this person that I am now like what makes me joyful now where can that light come from today see that's the conversation that I sometimes have a challenge with because it sounds like don't take this the wrong it sounds like you it sounds like you're giving up on something that once was important or, or is it just priorities change because you're a different, because you're a different person? Yeah. I'm like a different person. Yeah. Okay. I'm a different person molded by the things that have happened. Right. So all of that plays into how I present as a person today. So what are you concerned about it? Or are you just aware? Are you like hyper aware of it? Are you trying to, trying to figure it out very hyper aware what are you learning Mm, so many things I'm learning that my anxiety drives a lot of what I do Mm. which is yes I'm finding joy but the stress comes with if I have a list and I can't get through the list then I'm punishing myself because Mm. I didn't get through the list you know what I mean even though I have this, all these things that I want to accomplish, yeah. like it's like a double-edged sword kind of thing. I think sometimes the challenge for me is I don't know how to read it. Like I, mm. from what you're saying, I can see the frustration on your face. 
But admittedly, sometimes I go into, I know I ain't do nothing. Like we tend to make it, a, I tend to make it about me sometimes. <laughs> okay. There's, there's, uh-huh. no, there's not a moment. Like if I see you, or we walk in the same room and you have a look on your face that's of disgust, I immediately start going through, like, I didn't, I didn't contribute to this. Right. And sometimes I get standoffish because it's like, so why are you, yeah. why are you in this space? And you should be happy, but that's not for me to say that you should be happy. Right. You should be happy. Go, go more into that. Like you should be happy. What do you feel like? Explain what that means. Like you should be happy. What does that look like to you? Um, I'm maturing, but at one point it was, I felt like you had not an easy life, but because there weren't certain responsibilities or things that you had to worry about, like financially or I I felt like that. I don't know if you actually did worry about. It. I'm sure there was a time, but like that, like when like you being a stay at home gives you an opportunity to explore things, right? If they work, it's fantastic. If they don't work, that's not. It's not to the detriment of the family. Where my pressure is, it doesn't matter if I like it. I got to provide for the family, and it's like <clears throat> if you don't have that kind of pressure that should make your life easier in a sense. And I'll stop there because I want you to respond to that. Um, not to, not that you don't, and hold on before we, not that you don't have any responsibilities, but my stressor, and it, it's, 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 what's it called? Projecting my stressors on you. Mm-hmm. Like, do we have a roof over our head? Do the cars run? Are the bills paid? What's going to happen? Like, if something happens to me, things significantly change financially. Not that if something happened to you and I don't want to get stuck there, but that's the reference. Okay. So I don't know if there's a mother in the world that will never be concerned about bills, finances, all of the same things. So I still have those stressors. Although I'm no longer in the working space, I still have to be concerned about Mm -hmm. that as a daily thing. Um, And also kids bring their own level of, Child, sometimes I would prefer to be at a job than being at home with and these I kids. And I get that. Okay. <laughs> and I def and I I completely get that. If we had to switch roles, it would be a it would be a culture shock for me. So I get that. Yes. Um have you have you ever <laughs> have you ever felt that way about me? Like I'm taking all this off, I'm taking this load off of you. You should you should be thankful that you don't have to deal with this. Mm-hmm not thankful that you don't have to deal with it I think that um or earlier in our relationship acknowledgement was a big thing like affirmation and acknowledgement of something especially since I was working as well that was just a whole difficult time um but I did feel like I can honestly feel like what you were saying me being a stay-at-home mom I should be happy and being at home and happiness aren't necessarily, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like they don't necessarily have to hold hands. Yeah. And I, and I don't feel like that now. That's right. what I'm saying. I'm, I'm for reference and I guess just transparency at one point. That's how I thought, but I don't feel like that now. So I was just trying to pull a thread on an mm-hmm. example that we could, that we could walk through. So what else are you learning? Cause I was th- that, That's that example interrupted where you were going with what you're learning about yourself. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm interested in that. Like what's the, what's what joyful things are you finding and what things are you finding that are super challenging? Excuse me. The, uh, the construct of balance is challenging. <laughs> Keep saying balance is the construct. Like it's trying to figure out there is, I know there's not, I don't have enough time to do all of the things. Um, I don't have all of the intellectual resources to make everything that I want to get 
or to come to fruition to happen. I don't have all of that within me, which is very frustrating and challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. Those are the challenging things. I find joy in seeing the the kids like mature and all the things that they're learning and things that they're going after. For myself, I find joy in just, okay, I learned a new skill. Now I know how to do this. Like seeing the businesses that I could have is exciting. Trying to get them off the ground is exciting. I'm trying to find the joy in the process of that. The entrepreneurship. Yeah. The one thing that I picked up in uh in being around different people that are that have attained the level of success that I'm shooting for is my problem similar to yours is when I'm trying to figure something out, I start with how, not who. Mm-hmm. Most successful people say start with who, not how. Okay. Right. Somebody already knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. Why, why are we so pressed to figure out how to do it again? If it does, if it's not the actual revenue generating skill itself, mm-hmm. just like for me, it's with the podcast and with everything else, it's, I can figure out how to do the artwork and stuff like that. Mm. It'll take me three days to figure it out and I'll be frustrated a lot and I'm not doing, I'm not accomplishing anything else trying to figure it out. I could have paid somebody to do it. Mm-hmm. So I struggle with, in a lot of cases, if I'm paying you, why am I paying you? It's less of an issue now, but for like big things, like when we bought a house, insurance, I went and got my, well, I passed the national and state exam for real estate when I got my producer's license for insurance. Like I'm, I was like, why am I paying somebody a commission to do this? Which I think has value in doing that. Mm-hmm. But when the whole thing, when the ship isn't moving or being yeah. built because you're so busy trying to figure out where every screw goes, yeah, then it doesn't really, and I, I struggle with that now. Like I, sometimes I get paralyzed, like, Man, it's 14 things that I can do. Mm-hmm. I know how to do all of them. Right. But it's going to take me 14 hours if I do it. And then I sit there for three hours thinking about it. Then nothing gets done. So I don't, I don't know if that helps or hurts. Mm-hmm. What brings you joy? I know the podcast brings you joy. Are there any, is there anything else that brings you joy? Yeah. Um, seeing my family grow. Mm-hmm. Seeing the children mature. Are you talking about things that I that I'm specifically touching or pursuing? Whatever brings you joy. I like getting more confident. I like when I can own the topic and have a conversation and be very sure about my position on something mm. conversations bring me joy like conversations where i'm learning something yeah mm. those are the things i find it interesting that neither of us said that we bring each other joy i don't know but well But is that the point, right? So like circling back to what the topic was is one is not responsible for the other's happiness and you substituted joy for that. Well, should we be, should we be focused on that? I would think (laughs) if we're married. But like, no, I mean, but in what sense? I mean, not, not like we don't do things for each other or care for each other, but like in what what sense do you feel like we're responsible or yeah. like what are some of the things that one is one is has a duty to the other that will bring the joy mm. well whatever word no I'm I'm just saying hmm, duty that is biblical a responsibility uh, no I'm saying that's biblical an obligation a whatever the whatever mm. I feel like. Uh, we have a responsibility to one another to improve each other's life in whatever capacity the other would like us to, because just like a love language, how you feel 
you need to improve my life may not be the way that I receive it and vice versa. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the, the biggest responsibility we have to, we're here to help each other and to um, support, like we're each other's help mate, you know, to help mate each other. Meet. meet, it's meet, mm-hmm. but uh, it's me, y'all. But you know what I mean? Like we're here to grow each other, to help force each other into better beings. Is but is that a, is that with a sense of responsibility to bring happiness or joy to the other person, or or is I the think, happiness and joy a result of that? Yeah, I think it's a byproduct. If we're doing hmm. a good job, if we're doing our due diligence and helping each other to grow and become better, then we should becoming more happy in one another. Like that. Remember so, one of the first letters you wrote me, you did the God triangle? You, oh, me, yeah. and God. So if we are helping each other and getting closer, then, you know, mm-hmm. we should be getting closer to that joy piece. <clears throat> so does that change the premise now? We started out with both agreeing that one is not responsible for the other's mm-hmm. happiness, but kind of doesn't sound I like feel like that. it's multifaceted. Like it's not one size fits all. It's for mm. situational. Do you agree? Disagree? Yeah, yeah. So I guess so. What is the um? I don't know what the right word is. What is the responsibility to the other? Do, do, is should the one figure it out for themselves first, so yes. that they can be available to bring that to the other to the table? I believe so because you can't, like you were saying, expectations, unspoken expect. You can't expect something of someone where you don't know what that thing is. So I can't share with you mm. what's gonna, um, you know elevate me if I don't know what that thing is. So you have to examine for yourself first and then be open and share with the other. So when you're, when you're in that space of trying to figure it out for yourself, what is the conversation with your spouse or your significant other mm-hmm. during that time? Hey, I can't be available to you. I'm working on me. Mm-hmm. Or I might need more support from you. Hmm. I might need some extra love, some extra cuddles. You know what I mean? Like, it may not be the absence of attention that is necessary in some situations. Hmm. So, now, I mean, I just keep, I'm back and forth on the responsibility. It seems like they're so intertwined. That they that it's hard to separate them. Like it's easy to say and agree that I'm responsible for me, you're responsible for you when it comes to in terms of happiness. Mm-hmm. But the responsibility of a relationship when you've committed to someone is to provide them support, support. and love. Yeah. And I know I feel like not I feel like I know that happiness is a feeling, like I said before, but joy is a choice. Like I can choose, even if I'm feeling terrible, I can choose to be joyful in any situation. So you can make that choice. I think it's, you definitely do a better job of that than me because for a long time, if something ain't going right, it's all over my face that something's not going right. Yeah. Now, knowing and understanding God for myself and being in situations where it's clearly between him and me, mm-hmm. right? Your, your family prays for you, you you're praying grandmother, you're praying mother and all of that. I won't say it means nothing, but it they they can't pray you into a relationship with God Correct. That, you, that you understand. And, mm-hmm. Hmm. So I see a lot of working happening to share with what is working. Yeah. I mean, like you, that used to irritate me. That I could be happy. Mm-hmm. I know. Short answer. I know. I feel like that's, I know I hear a lot from not only you, but friends, like just be yourself, just be yourself. But when I was myself, I could feel that it was an issue, me being myself. So I tamped that down. You know what I'm saying? So now it's really hard to find that I can't, you know, it's hard for me to get back into it because before Mm. the feelings associated with me being myself were not always the best feelings. You know, Like what? Like I could feel 
the irritation with me being, being yourself. like talking. Like I remember, you know, like I, I talk enough for everybody in the room. You know what I mean? Or do we not recall? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I can feel like if you're feeling upset or feeling however you're feeling, I I can feel that. I feel like I'm empathetic in that way. I can read the room pretty well. So mm-hmm. then you just don't do those things anymore. Like, Or you do them less or you do them in a different way until it's not the same as it was before. So then getting back to that, it's kind of like... Um, What's the Pavlog's dogs? Like they rang the bell to feed them or something like that. And then, I don't know, it's some sort of experience. But if you do things over and over and over, you've learned this habit. Right, you've been conditioned. So how do you get back? You've been conditioned in a certain way. Does any of that make sense? It does. I'm I'm just trying to think of... See, that's weird because from my perspective... Sometimes I felt like you would continue to to do that thing or whatever it is mm-hmm. to change me, to make me mm-hmm. accept it. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it, I didn't like it. I'm not right. gonna like it later mm-hmm. in most cases. But it wasn't for you to stop being you. I mean, if you're not gonna accept it and I mean there's only a couple options, you know what I mean? Like in that type of situation, if something that you're doing is irritating or an irritant to your significant other, y'all either come to a compromise or one person changes. Sometimes I think, <laughs> I think that's true. I don't think. I, if if it matters, if that, the continuation of the relationship matters. Oh, continue the relationship. Yeah. Yes. Like you can't. Number one, the person you marry is not the person that you're in your life with. Correct. Unless, and I don't even want to. People don't change. If you have a long marriage, Mm. 5, 10, 15 years, both people are different, or should be. Yeah. Than than who they were when they got married. married. Mm -hmm. So I can see if both people are not maturing at the same pace or if there was such a gap in acceptance early on, mm-hmm. like it doesn't get better over time. Right. You just get different. Hmm. So how much stock do you put in happiness? Not much in happiness. Like that's why I wanted to differentiate in the beginning between happiness being contingent on things that happen to you, your circumstances, your joy, that's something that comes within. Like people try to steal that from you, but that's mm. inherently you. It's inside of you. So I lean more on joy than I do in happiness because that comes and goes. Have you always had that perspective? Did something change at some point in your life? I think I've always just been a like I've always just been a happy person. Like honor when she was born, like everybody would say she's just a happy baby. Like all she did was laugh and joke. And I mean, she was just a happy, she was born just a happy, joyous person. And that's part of my, um, it's going to sound really, that contributes to the challenge. The happy go lucky piece mm-hmm. makes me worry because I worry like not be paying attention to something and somebody mm-hmm. can take advantage of you somebody can hurt you yes. because you always expect the best out of every situation mm-hmm. and I don't want you to you or her to change but I feel like like I gotta I gotta be that for you mm-hmm. which is not what you asked for but. my rose colored glasses came out a long time ago child <laughs> I realized a long time ago no, I think, that the I think world so. is not inherently good Honor still feels like the the world is inherently good. I know it's not. Nor does everyone have good intentions for me. Realized it. But I would still like to choose joy in most situations. I may not trust you, but I'm still going to be joyful in most situations. So is that the answer? I mean, is that what we, what are we leaving? Are we leaving? the audience with a conversation to continue in their relationship Mm -hmm. or are you recommending 
one perspective over the other? I can only speak for me. What works for me definitely doesn't work for all people. Like hmm. not everyone's going to be able to find the joy. Not everyone is going to be able to say, Ugh, this really sucks. I'm not going to live in it. You know what I mean? Does it make it easier sometimes? But I feel like even living in the joy, you don't erase the bad things. You know what I mean? Like you still can feel sad. You can still feel all the things. Um, but choosing to find the good or choosing to to just take another step and just be happy is a big deal for me. Like it helps me get through to make that choice. Because I know what I look like. I know who I am, that version of me that is not, and I don't like that. Hmm. So what contributions do, what do you need? Like what part of your funk do I own? I don't know. Um, today, I would say none. I think that I had the rose colored glasses early on, you know what I mean? And I relied on a lot of um, feeling the energy from you to figure out how I could feel for that time. Mm. I don't have to do that anymore. Like I've grown out of that stage, which is amazing. Yeah. And I don't know when I was ever in that stage. I don't think I was ever in that stage in our relationship. Mm. Where, or however was, I was feeling affected you. Anybody like I wear. Yeah. Like even mm. young, if you were, if you were mad, I didn't feel like I needed to be mad. But did you care? I'm not talking about you. I'm so, are you talking about... Yeah, did you care scenario? if I was mad? See, we're going from me at a point in my life before you to you <laughs> saying you. <laughs> you. Um, I mean, because you said if I, if no, I was mad. So then... Early on, no, no, there were times I think we talked about it before. It was like... It was almost like, let me get it off of me and put it on her. If we were in a dispute or an argument, mm -hmm. like, let me get the one up, make her go off and think mm -hmm. so I could, you know, I know I can celebrate for a minute. Like I want something. Mm -hmm. I want to be a lawyer, man. I don't know. But even in my downness, like if you could see that I was upset, or, like, did you care? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just talking about like, there was a lot of petty early on, mm. either petty or immature or both, where I, I it would be a tool. Like if we were, if there was tension, I didn't want, I didn't want to bear it too. I was trying to figure out how to angle it to. So that I was taking it. Yeah. yeah. You ever partake in it? Like try to put it on you? Mm -hmm. I feel like I was just trying to have a fair argument a lot of times. Like, can we just get back to what we was talking about? Like, it always ended up being something else completely than what the initial conversation was. So I don't even mm. know if I ever got a chance to try to put, you know. Yeah, I used to spin. I used to be the king of spin. I don't even know if I was king of spin. I just, that was the route that I would take at times. <laughs> That's um, the difficulties of me being an empath. Like, I can feel feelings in you. So maybe. Not so much empathetic towards slight plug but mm -hmm. a couple episodes after this one however you however whenever you listen to this in the sequence of episodes a couple episodes from now we're going to have a licensed family therapist. marriage and family therapist mm -hmm. lmft right mm -hmm. family therapist and maybe that's something that we should a scenario that we should walk through like the ownership of the ownership of joy well, the ownership of uh, happy, you can't own somebody's joy. You I'm can about own like how you treat the them. The responsibility for it, like the, the personal ownership of it, not owning someone else's. Mm -hmm. But maybe that or how to argue. Hmm. Would y'all be interested in that? I say don't. <laughs> I think arguments are healthy, but it all boils down. Everything always boils down to communication, but. What do you think? Maybe we should put a poll up. We need to put a poll yeah, up Yeah, we can anyway do a poll. To figure out. And we need to do a live. I'm going to keep saying this every time. Like, we need to do a live so we can chit-chat with our peeps. How do you want to talk to the peeps? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so,
So what do you feel like there's an ending to this or is there there are multiple like it's like the butterfly effect. There's multiple endings or multiple ways that this there's no I'm one answer. As to like the responsibility to bring someone joy. Mm. Well that yeah. should be the desire. The desire to make them happy in a moment, like doing things for them. Yes, you can take ownership of what you do to contribute things to the person, I think. But I don't know about the joy. Like, there's nothing you can do to make someone joyful. They're either joyful or they're not. So personally, it is not your perspective, your your position to focus on happiness, but you want things done with the intent to make you happy. You want to receive things with the intent that this, that somebody was trying to bring you happiness. I think I was answering that in a way like the responsibility, like you cannot bring someone joy, but you can, I guess a person's happiness is up to them. You do things for yourself to make you happy. If you're in a relationship with someone else, the point of the relationship is for you both to make each other yeah. better. And right. I don't think you're wrong. I wasn't okay. trying to, to say, I just don't want it there. to seem like you have to be doing something for someone in order for them to be happy. I mean, yeah. How do you, it doesn't have to be material. Okay. But you, I mean, the support counts as yeah. something. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's Emotional support. Yes. Own your joy. Yes. But a reasonable expectation in a relationship is that the other person should care to, about right. your happiness and try to affect misery is not try to affect your happiness. Yeah, ain't nobody trying to be miserable in these okay. streets. Do you agree? Disagree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got. I gotta go back to uh, neither one of us answered the other one. Yeah, I, I think my perspective of it was because of the topic, mm. like. What things am I doing to bring to to be happy or to bring joy to find joy? I was answering it from a perspective of not looking outside. But then I said my kids. Mm-hmm. Mm. Good talk. <laughs> Jopin. Jopin. Yes, mm. I think. One of our favorite movies. Y'all gotta get active on this one because I need some help. You need help? Mm-hmm. I think it's a great conversation. This conversation, then, yeah. Podcast is about done, right? The conversation itself. Do you want to use the LMFT for that? Yeah, we can ask her. I definitely still want to ask about. I don't know if she's an expert in postpartum. Well, I I, I specifically identified that. Okay, and then that would be some uh, questions, but it's kind of like the hours, the hour that we have access to. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're trying to like. I think we mentioned before, we always mention that we're trying to bring value, but we want to bring some professional perspective to actually help our conversations and to bring benefit to you on us, right? Yeah. Because it is, you know, that that advice is not free, but I believe it's useful uh, when you have a good, a good professional therapist that can out that that's actually a conversationalist at least that's what will work for me yeah i don't need a a, a sit and listen yeah sit and listen walk away with a worksheet like i, need I mean work. we do need that every now and then don't you think like that's an yeah, essential that part right that can't be every session yeah mm. what are your um what are your closing thoughts and another thing people we're trying to get these down to manageable episode lengths but sometimes conversation warrants a longer show. So yeah. we want to make sure that try to build community. So we don't want you to listen one time and then be ghosts. We want you on this journey with us. So what are your what are your closing thoughts? Mm, I'm interested in exploring more of what brings us um more happy moments and enhances each other's joy between mm. us. Yeah. Um, that's interesting to me. I want to visit okay. that. Yeah. And I got, I got to, I think I need to work on being more in the moment because I don't stay joyful about things long mm. because there's something else to, something else to accomplish. And I think there's room for that, but 
I'm probably on the wrong end of the spectrum. Oh, it's the wrong end. I mean, you are who you are, right? And all of those things are good because the Lord made you good. So maybe not the wrong end. Not to use positive words. You are okay. on a... I'm deep off in the <laughs> other end of the spectrum. Let's use to... positive words here on this podcast. And come back to the shore. You know yes. I mean? We're just not on the same. Ciao. I was doing a seesaw. They can't see. <laughs> we on the... Mm. Damn, let me see on the so. same wave saw. Yes. We're on the wave saw lane. Lane saw. Listen. Oh my gosh. All right. Yeah, I think that's enough for this episode. Again, we're going to continue the conversation. Please comment, y'all. Please, 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 please comment. Subscribe. I look at the metrics. Everybody that listens is not a subscriber. I don't care. And, huh? I don't care. I just want y'all to talk. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> Live your life, people. Subscribe <laughs> or subscribe. Either way. Yes, we follow do want you to follow. subscribe. Yes. Either way. Whatever you want to do, it's your choice. But we appreciate you guys for listening and or watching. If you're listening, go watch. If you watch, see how it is and listen afterwards. Just Couple do times. both. Every Couple episode. Times. Yep. In all seriousness. Oh, there we go. All seriousness. See, we made it to the end. In all seriousness. Uh, we made it to the end. In all seriousness, we appreciate you guys. I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you too. Um, there's one last thing I was going to say. Oh, if you're not aware, we do have a store. We have a brand that represents this conversation and this movement as well. Healthy Marriage is Dope. So the HMID, that's what that stands for. Uh, if you're interested in supporting us in a different way, that's one way you can do it. Head over to healthymarriagesdope.com. Or at least while we're recording, <laughs> no, healthymarriagesdope.com is the easiest. We own that though, right? We do. Okay. We so. do. That's one of a few links that I take you to the store. But that's our flagship design is Healthy Marriage is Dope because we believe that. And as you heard in this conversation, all parts of marriage aren't dope. But when you have communication uh, channels and you have the tools to get through things, it is pretty dope. Yeah. So we believe that. So if you would, check us out. There's something there for you. Just for you. Anything else? That's all. That's it. All right. We love you guys. God bless you. Peace. Please. We love you guys. God bless you. Peace. Yeah, I'm talking true happiness like sitting in grass fields watching sunsets. Two of my arms, yeah, you by my side. Do you remember your vows? The one thing, the truth, the truth for your smile. That's what I live for. Love gave us a voice. We made it through storms. The Healthy Marriages Dope podcast is produced by Dijon's Live Studios. All rights reserved. My commitment to you means more than my right to stop. So when bad thoughts set my mind, I'ma just fight them off. Let God get his praise. It's all that we made. Soulmates with silhouettes in the shade. He painted our features with colors. More than a photograph in the frame. Let's slide to the sun. Yeah, let's go to the flames. Hey, yo. You sickness and health. Riches are broke. Yeah, yeah. Healthy marriage is dope.